This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, A People's History. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, A People's History is now streaming on Hulu. Hello and welcome to Car Talk on National Public Radio with us, Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers. And we're broadcasting this week from the John Calhoun division here at Car Talk Plaza. Now, John Calhoun, as all of you 11th graders know. Oh, that's why I didn't know. (laughs) Was the eloquent South Carolinian who argued vociferously Mm. for the concept of states' rights back in like the 1830s and and 40s, if I I remember. I don't know any 11th graders. I I guess getting that degree in humanities from MIT has has worked well for you. Yes, it has. It has served me well. (laughs) Anyway... He, he did this arguing when he felt that the federal government was usurping too much power and imposing tariffs and laws and all kinds of things. I'm with him, boy. On the state. And the reason we're broadcasting this week from the John Calhoun division is because my brother mm. is having a minor hemorrhoidal <laughs> flare-up around the issue of states' rights this week, particularly as they pertain to speed limits. So, without further ado. Well, I mean, I, and I know, say- I know you're, I can just see the veins bulging in your head. Well, as you know, it's a, it's a subject near and dear to my heart on which I have strong opinions. Go ahead. This is a little article that was in uh, USA, USA Today. today. Yes, Not I mean, today. I don't right. know when. USA Today. Motorists may soon be allowed to drive 70 miles an hour or faster on most U.S. highways for the first time in 21 years. The House, that being the House of Representatives of these United States, in their infinite wisdom, that's my own parenthetical addition here, Gave final passage to a bill that let states lift the 55-mile-an-hour speed limit enacted in 1974. But da, 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 da. Now, get this. We're, we're, what, the, what the answer was when everyone said that's a stupid thing to do was, the answer was, well, the states will figure this out. Right, now, if what they do, do something stupid. What do you think? They're stupid? What do you think? They're crazy? Well, here's how stupid and crazy they are. The first prize for dim-wittedness goes to the wonderful state of Montana. Montana has passed a law that eliminates daytime speed limits. Well, I, 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 I no speed limit. You ever been to Montana? No. Well, you would understand why. <laughs> never been there. Kansas, Nevada, and Wyoming plan seventy-five mile an hour speed limits. Too low. Missouri, Texas, Oklahoma, <laughs> seventy miles an hour. Opponents of the bill say higher speeds will lead to increased insurance costs and more highway debts. This is a killer bill, said Joan Claybrook. Blah 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 blah. Well, yeah. Well, for example, I mean, I, I, I hate to disagree with you because you're my older, and, well, just older anyway. But Montana has every right to do this. If you don't like it, don't drive in Montana. Well, exactly. You don't, you don't live there, and it's going to raise insurance rates for them. It's it's moronic. I mean, let's face it. These guys. I mean, what the heck are they thinking? No speed limit. I mean, here's the point. What we have done in this country somehow is we have decided that getting someplace 15 or 20 minutes earlier is more important than life itself. Now give me a break. Where the hell are we going? What are we in such a big hurry about? Big deal. So you get there a little bit sooner. Is it worth killing 50,000 people a year? That's 1,000 people a week? Eh, we got we got too many people anyway. We've already already agreed. (laughs) I knew you'd have some lame brain... (laughs) My, my response to all of this is, 
if, well, if you're going to have people drive at any damn speed they want to drive, which Montana wants them to do, then the only reason, the only way you can do that is they gonna, there has to be a cost associated with it because the truth is that probably those people are not going to get killed, but they're going to kill somebody else. Nah, Here's the deal. Not necessarily You true. can drive any speed you want, but as soon as you exceed 55 miles an hour, your insurance is no longer in force. Oh, you put like a transponder on you. Exactly. Some kind of so device. when you hit something or something hits you or you kill yourself, no insurance. It doesn't apply anymore. It won't make any difference. It will. In, in most European countries, there are speed limits which are not And you know what the death enforced. rates are in those countries? Yes. They're double what they are in this country. Yes, but Why but are you we know saying what? that life is worth nothing? What Life is worth getting someplace sooner. I mean, where the hell are we coming from? We're supposed to have people in Washington who got brains. We know we got no one in Montana with a goddamn brain. <laughs> I mean, that's obvious. Jeez. I'm done. I'm fed up. <laughs> Don't ever go to Montana, and I, sus- I I recommend that anyone thinking of visiting Montana on vacation with all the tourist money, don't ever go to Montana again. Likewise, don't ever go to Kansas. There's probably nothing to visit there anyway. No. Don't go to Las Vegas because they're going to be driving 100 miles an hour there, and don't go to Wyoming or Missouri or Texas or Oklahoma or South Dakota or California. Because they're all morons. Well, it's, it's morons. It's clear you have an Easterner's view of the United States. You have never, you have never had the pleasure. It doesn't matter of driving it in these states. Doesn't matter. No, I, I, I submit that the way to resolve this is there are people that want to drive at hundred and some odd miles an hour. Yeah. Reserve a certain period of time, like it's between exactly. two a.m. and four a.m. Better yet, when give... you can drive any speed you want. Yes. On de- designated highways. I agree with that. And as let, long as other people who know what the limit is during those hours have the knowledge to stay away. Oh, yeah. It would be well publicized. Exactly. Yeah, but then, to allow people to drive 100 miles an hour on any road is absolutely well, outrageous. It, and you people in Montana are wacko. In this day and age when, when people's freedoms are being taken away by the complexity. This, is, this has nothing to well, do I, with I freedom. Just, but that, everyone everyone thinks these, that we have the right to do any damn thing we want in a car. And that's bull. In this day and age, as I was saying, when, when <sighs> we have had... Where am I? <laughs> freedoms taken away from us because due to the complexity of our society, it is it, it would be a reward to people that want the freedom of driving at high speed to be able to do so unencumbered by the law if they had if they were able to do it in the framework I would like to be unencumbered kind of... from going into a bank and taking all the money out of the safe too Well no what is civilization civilization is, is rules some and kind of rules and regulations right. about how it is for the all well, of I'm us saying, to as live you, together as you pile more rules and regs on it's nice to remove some rules and regulations so that people can feel at least that they're not being trapped by by the by societal pressures and driving at 100 miles an hour at designated times on certain roads would in fact liberate people to a certain extent. Sure, we could call it the wacko hour. Yes, of course. Fine. Okay. I'm all for it. Are you done? It. Are you done? <sighs> I need a nap now. I'm oh, exhausted. Jeez. That's what you get for wearing those <laughs> jockey shorts, man. <laughs> Tell you, boxers are the only way to go. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. What a grouch. If you want to call us about your car, our number is 1-800-332-9287. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Dave from Troy, New York. Hi, Dave. Troy. I've been there once. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was too. I couldn't wait wait to get out. (laughs) What's up? Well, uh, here's the problem. I I drive a Toyota. It's a 1991 uh, Toyota 4x4. And don't laugh, fellas, but this thing gurgles at me. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It, uh... 
it, it makes a weird gurgling noise every time I'm driving in the cold above 30 miles an hour, usually when I'm turning. Now, it doesn't happen all the time. Turning? Turning. When I'm turning left or right, making a, a turn on a coming onto a highway or something like that. Yeah, and the gurgling is coming from the front wheels. Front wheels. Did I say that? Well, it doesn't sound like it's coming from the front wheels. Oh, oh it doesn't. That was a it, question. It sounds like it's coming from the dashboard. Oh, really? From the dashboard? Yeah, from right underneath the dashboard. That's good. I like it. Does yeah. it go away when the vehicle heats up? I think we have a better answer for dashboard than we would have had for wheels, wouldn't we? Ah, uh, it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> I had the same answer. It, it does go. It does go away when when the car heats up. Yeah. And it doesn't happen all the time. Sure. Um, it started happening about a year ago. It went away for a while. Then it started happening again this year. So I thought I'd give you a call and and ask you about it. My mechanic, he had no clue. I couldn't reproduce the sound for him, so it didn't. Didn't help. But it and, sounds and, like water gurgling, a, yeah. gurgle, a babbling brook, like a babbling brother. Exactly. Right. It sounds like water coming down a drain pipe. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and that's almost exactly what it is. What is it? Well, it, it, water. It, it, gotta... it's the motion of water amidst the air that's trapped in your heater. Exactly. Oh. And I was going to would... say, I'll bet you that there is air someplace, and if you bled your cooling system, you'd find that you could add a, probably a quart of coolant to oh. it. What you might want to try to do, is, this is the simpler thing, is to remove one of the, the heater hoses mm -hmm. and actually fill it up with coolant. Just, just put a funnel in the hose and start pouring coolant in and, okay. and uh, leave the radiator cap on when you do this. Otherwise, that being the high point, the stuff will just flow out of the cap. What you want to do is displace the air that's in there, mm -hmm. and then you put your finger over the end of the hose and shove it back onto the, the, its connection at the engine, and then uh, tighten the clamp, and you'll be set. Oh, piece of cake, then. Yeah, piece I, of cake. I think. <laughs> I don't know, unless it's coming from the wheels. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, if no, it wait, were coming just, from the wheel, then, then yeah, what? Yeah, just out of curiosity. I mean, what was the wheel answer going to be? Well, the wheel answer was going to be the, the four-wheel drive, the freewheeling hub's not releasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you may have that, too. And they gurgle? Well, you, won't, you, you, you do have that noise in cold weather, but you don't hear it because of this incessant gurgling. <laughs> Once you fix that, and that's the, one of the dangers of fixing noises, by the way. You're if you have fine. what you know as a benign noise, don't ever fix it. Because then you'll hear all the other noises that, you re that had been masked right. by this other noise. And you, you keep going down and down into the level of complexity. Yes, and, and, cost, and costliness. Deeper. Yeah. So I, I, you might want to leave the gurgling. Okay. Try fixing it. If your other noises start bothering you, dump some antifreeze out. Okay, but it's not gonna it's not gonna mess up my cooling system. It's not gonna do anything. No, I wouldn't even it touch is, it. Well, on the other hand, you 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 may be gurgling because you are just low on coolant. But if you've determined that you're not, mm -hmm. then you don't have to worry about it. Okay. See you, Dave. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks for your call. One eight hundred three three two nine two eight. I wonder if he gets that noise at one hundred and seventy two miles an hour. He'll be able to tell us when he moves to Montana. Well, you know, in France, they have they have speed limits, but they're not enforced very much. And, yeah. and my brother-in-law, who lives in France, who now has foreign accent syndrome, <laughs> is constantly going bonkers at how crazily they drive. Yeah. But the but French hospitals spend no money on life support systems. There is no exactly. There, there is no near death experience in, in, in a French highway collision. Sure. They're always death experiences, which cuts down on costs. They just scrape them up with a rubber platter and, and plant them. Yes, the only none trouble of this, none is... None of this, oh, oh, mon dieu, we have to put them on the, the, uh, uh, the kidney machine. No, they just... Nah, that's it. They're that's done it. for. And if you're that stupid to drive that fast, then... You're well, on, the trouble is if it were only you that suffered, that would be okay because you deserve, and it would be Darwinian in its beauty, yes. right? Well, but, that's why I like the th the, my, my solution to the problem. 
Put all the sure. wackos. Put all the wackos out there at the same time. I agree with that. Let them do whatever they want. Yeah. You have to allow room for, if you don't allow room for wackiness, people do, that wackiness Comes manifests up. itself in other more hideous ways. Well, we've discussed that theory before. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? The Puzzler Answer and more calls are coming up right after this. This message comes from NPR sponsor Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, where hundreds of researchers and clinicians make new discoveries inspired by the work of previous Dana-Farber scientists. See why nothing is as effective against cancer as a relentless succession of breakthroughs. Learn more about their momentum. Go to DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, A People's History, from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Directed by Prentice Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter, A People's History, tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, A People's History, is now streaming on Hulu. This message comes from NPR sponsor Discover. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay. Do you remember last week's puzzle? Yes, I do. Do the names... Neil the Real Deal Scalopini. <laughs> no, that wasn't it. <laughs> no. See, now, actually, yesterday, I spoke to Jennifer for something, and she asked me something about the puzzler. And I said, ha, 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 ha. I said, now, tomorrow, when my brother says, do you remember the puzzler, I'm going to, boom, jump right in and say, yes, I do. Oh. However... That conversation I had with Jennifer seems to have escaped me. <laughs> so I have no All idea. Right. Here it is. When I was a wee lad, my brother gave to me a present, a toy. Oh, that thing. Which I played with for hour after hour after other because he wouldn't play with me because he was <laughs> and a the jerk. Dog and the dog wouldn't he's re- because he's re- we didn't have the pork chop hanger on And he's back. remained a jerk. <laughs> And Maybe I think the it, dog was a kosher dog, and that's why he didn't <laughs> play with you with the pork chopper on your neck. Lamb chop. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I felt safe in saying last week, and I still feel safe in saying that it's likely that 90%, maybe even more, I would say 100% of the adult population in this country, American-born adult population, has heard of or played with this toy and had one yeah. somewhere in the house at some point in... His yeah. or her yeah. life. You, you'd have to go into a cave to find someone who didn't know what this was, yes. certainly. So it is ubiquitous. Yeah, and say. everywhere. It widespread. <laughs> now, I didn't realize until recently that this toy, in, in its origin, ha- has had an automotive connection. And here's the hint I think I gave. World War II ended. And with the vast demobilization, tremendous amounts of material and machinery became available as surplus. Good old what? Army, Army surplus, like surplus. Jeeps wrapped in Cosmoline. <laughs> Where are all those Jeeps? Well, I bought yeah. three of them. <laughs> anyway, there was among that pile of surplus, junk or whatever, one item which an enterprising individual took and cut up to make this toy. 
Okay. Yeah. And uh, it was only a short period of time before the surplus was used up. And, and of course, I doubt any of us had this very crude initial offering of this toy. Yeah. But the original, the toy was and is, and I yeah. believe they're currently made out of plastic, which is oh. a terrible refinement in my estimation. The toy is a slinky. Sure. And what slinkies were made from is the coils that were waiting to be cut longitudinally to make piston rings for army vehicles like jeeps. So they what they would do is they would make a long coil of stuff I and then like cut it. it you lay a, <laughs> oh, and then sure. cut this thing lengthwise cool. and make a jillion piston rings. And whenever this guy, whoever he or she was, went into the army surplus store and saw these things and started playing with them, he said, "That person oh, said, what a great Sonia toy! I'll give you twenty to... bucks for the for the lot." And yeah. thus was born. Slinky. Now, of course, the company that makes these will write to us to say that that wasn't the case at all. But for at least one week, <laughs> it will be an elegant. <laughs> at least one week, there'll be six or seven people who actually believe this drivel that you're Well, even up. if it isn't true, it's a wonderful story. <laughs> it's a wonderful story. <laughs> and does, does the truth really matter? No. I didn't think so. It doesn't so. matter. Do we have a winner? Danny Rogers. Good. Okay. What Good else luck. you want? Okay. Next okay. topic. 1-800-332. <laughs> Danny's oh. from Boulder, Colorado. Who cares? And for knowing the origin of the Slinky, our pal Danny is going to get a copy of our mediocre, I mean meteoric. Yes, meteoric. A little slip of the tongue there. New cassette slash CD, The Best of Car Talk, which features famous incidents in car talk history, including the origin of the foreign accent syndrome. <laughs> my, my brother Raymond's very, very impressive lecture on cream rinse. Erudite. <laughs> and, and others. <laughs> so that's yours, Danny, and for, for being in the puzzle of winner. At the risk of being repetitive, I think I mentioned last week or the week before, could you do it a little more slowly so I can <laughs> snooze? All right, come on. And that, and for it. being our puzzle winner this week, congratulations, Venator Gary. Good good work, Danny Rogers from Boulder, Colorado. Right, do I have Fine. To, do I have to do that from now on, too? Fine. <laughs> but. By the way, if you didn't win the puzzler and you want a copy of the Best of Car Talk, you can call our Shameless Commerce Division. The number there, and I've been admonished to give this more slowly by about 30 people who called last week and said, What was that number? How'd they call if they didn't have the number? Well, they called another number. Oh. <laughs> they called the office and bothered Doug. They woke him up from four different naps. 303-595-5905. And we'll give that again at the end of the show, ad nauseum, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, we have a new puzzler coming up during the second half of the show today, an automotive puzzler from the old days. Ooh, that Older one. than us. I remember I remember that one already. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. In the meantime, you can call us with your car questions or anything else. Cream rinse. Not All your opinions <laughs> on the zero, no speed limit yes. law. Oh, no, don't start. 1-800-332-9287. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hello there. Hey. Yes. Hello there. Who's this? This is Mark. He was waiting. Why did you wait? I mean, we said hello, you said hello, and then you stopped. I mean, what did you expect to happen? <laughs> he expected one of us to say, who is who this? Who is this? And where are you from? Where are you from, Mark? From Michigan. Michigan. Oh, yeah. Michigan. Upper Peninsula? No, I'm in the Lower Peninsula. Oh, okay. Lower Peninsula. Just checking. There are two. Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> two Peninsula. <laughs> so what's up, Mark? I'm having some problems with my 83 Ford Escort. Yeah? 83 Escort. Yeah. Four-cylinder yeah. uh, four motor. And, and well, I'm you a, should. <laughs> How many miles on this thing? About 230,000? on it right now. Good for you. Well, and, uh, we'll see about that. The problem I'm having, this occurs only in cold weather. Uh, see, I'll be driving down the road uh, 40, 50 miles an hour or whatever, and 
carburetor oh. icing. <laughs> Pardon me? <laughs> the, the answer is, look, we're running out of time. We can't wait for the whole we question. The we'll whole just give her the answer. Okay, next call. 1-800. Well, the truth is that... Now, somebody complained we don't take enough calls, so we can't wait for you to stumble through the question. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the truth is, once you told us what kind of car it was, and then you said it only happens in the cold weather, then you knew there's the only answer, two right? or three possible answers. So if we just zap in there, we got a one out of two chance of getting it right. We can go right on to the next caller. We could probably do two or three hundred calls in an hour if we did it. That way, we're gonna rely on probabilities, <laughs> right? This is all we can rely on. All right, go ahead, Mark. <laughs> anyway, uh, you step on the clutch, say to slow down, and it stalls. The motor stalls right out. Uh-huh. That'll happen at any speed, out 20, 30, whatever. Uh-huh. It only does this in the cold weather. Wait, wait, why are you stepping on the clutch at, at 30 miles an hour? Well, well if you were to step on the clutch, stop sign, huh? Oh. Well, I'm going to come to a stop. You're going to come to a stop, so you're actually stepping on the brake also. Mm, oh, yeah. Okay. And it, it, happen, give, give us, it happens when you're driving it's along at high speed. See, you made him say too much. Now it's, we know it's not carburetor you icing. I'm still working on making carburetor <laughs> See, icing work. It's, it's not carburetor <laughs> icing. And now it, 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 a whole new level of complexity has been reached. We have to think And we don't know it. the answer. <laughs> okay, so you, you're, you're slowing down from highway speed. Right. You step on the brake and the clutch. Right. And it, and it stalls. Yeah, as soon as that clutch pedal goes in. My, uh, you know, the dash lights come on. Well, it's sure, yeah. If, if, it, if it doesn't stall before that, because as long as the clutch is out, the, right. the vehicle is keeping it from stalling, your momentum. Right. Because the wheels are now turning the engine. Right. But it would, it would stall no matter what, and probably would stall at 60 if you took your foot off the gas oh. and threw the clutch in. Right. If you could get it up to 60. If I could. If you could. Right. Uh-huh. Okay, and then it restarts immediately or not? Um, well, I'm wearing out my starter. <laughs> it starts and stalled, starts and stalled, starts and stalls. Yeah, I've got an eight-mile drive to work, and I probably started half a dozen times. Really? Really. Okay. Well, two things come to mind. My mind. I don't think any of these come to my brother's <laughs> mind, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> Something came to mind recently, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah. My brother prides himself in coming up with answers that are unencumbered by the thought process. <laughs> or the facts. Or the facts. Yeah. I rely almost entirely on, on Conjecture. women's intuition. <laughs> what, what I think is happening, I think your secondary throttle in the carburetor is sticking. Which which would make the thing stall when you when you took your foot off the gas pedal because you're not you're not pu- you can't pull enough fuel through that to, to make the thing run uh, at at an idle speed which is what what it wants to do so basically you've created a vacuum leak by having the secondary throttle stuck and at pretty after a while it will revert to a closed position and the thing will run all right the good news is it's relatively cheap to fix this the carburetor well, needs a, good. a good thrashing <laughs> <laughs> no it needs a good cleaning. It needs a good cleaning, especially the, the linkage on the ex- outside of the carburetor where the, th- where the secondary throttle rod runs through. Okay. So that's one possibility. The other possibility, and I, and I really can't explain why it would happen under the, the circumstances you described. You're not going to beat this answer. I, I wouldn't no. even... Su- okay, that's it, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Time's up. Yeah. You know, if, it only, if it only happens when right. you've been driving at sustained high speed... You know, as as as, uh, as a result of driving at sustained high speed, that's when that secondary throttle is wide open or somewhat open, and that's when it doesn't close all the way. And then eventually, it just closes, and the thing starts and runs all right. If you drove the car exclusively around town at twenty-five or thirty miles an hour, it probably wouldn't happen at all. Okay. Buy yourself a can of carburetor cleaner. Okay. Take everything apart and spray everything. 
Okay. Inside right. and, and out. And next Saturday, instead of sitting on your butt watching those five football games <laughs> that you were going to watch, get out there and take the air cleaner <laughs> off and yeah. clean that carburetor. And it'll run like a... No, it'll run again. All right, I'll do that. Good luck, Mark. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for your call. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. Be sure to stick around for more calls and the new puzzler coming right up. Support for NPR and the following message come from Betterment, the automated investing and savings app. CEO Sarah Levy explains how Betterment's technology helps investors better understand and save on taxes. So taxes are a real cost of investing, as are fees. Understanding your after-tax, after-fee returns is really what's important for investors. An example would be when you buy and sell Uh, securities frequently, you can pay a lot of taxes because short-term capital gains, meaning I bought it and I sold it fairly quickly, have higher taxes than long-term capital gains. Our technology in particular will tell you what the tax implication of a particular move you'd like to make is going to be before you make that move so that you're making it with full transparency. Learn more at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, performance not guaranteed. This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Dive into the chilling new Hulu original series, Under the Bridge, the riveting adaptation of the acclaimed true crime book. Based on shocking true events, Under the Bridge tells the haunting story of a murder that lays bare a small community's darkest secrets. Go deep into the hidden world of the town's tormented teenagers as detectives race to solve the sinister crime. Starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone, Under the Bridge is now streaming with new episodes Wednesdays, only on Hulu. This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive, and it's Name Your Price Tool. Say how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show coverage options within your budget. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Support for NPR and the following message come from the Lemelson Foundation, dedicated to improving lives through invention, innovation, and climate action. Hi, we're back. You're listening to Car Talk on National Public Radio with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers. And we're here to discuss cars, car repair, and... and the morons in Montana. No, 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 no stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Time to go right into the puzzler. You realize we're going to... You don't lo- want to talk about the morons in Montana? We're going to lose our listener in Montana. Don't you realize that? Uh, what, a cow? <laughs> Steers. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh-uh. I'm sorry. Behave. I will. All right, here's the puzzler. I think this was sent in recently, and it's amazing that uh, my brother drugged this up. (laughs) Is that the right word? Drug? Yeah. And this was sent by uh, Justin Hartley from Hartford. Hartford? Hartford, Connecticut. I'll, I'll use his own words. In 1935, I took my girl for a ride in my new Chevrolet 6. We drove across, get this, the newly opened... George Washington Bridge <gasps> and parked in Lover's Lane in Alpine, New Jersey, overlooking the New York skyline. Ah, oh, how romantic. To, to further increase the romantic mood, I turned on the car radio and we listened to, what, mood music. Guy Lombago. Who was a teenager then. 
<laughs> now, a 1935 auto radio used vacuum tubes, which had, which used a lot of current because they used, uh, uh, what do they call that? A grid that had to be heated up, right? Isn't that what they call that part of the, yeah. the tube? Yeah. Okay. And it drew heavily from the six-volt battery. When the time came to leave, the starter wouldn't turn fast enough. I was in trouble because I had promised to get my girl home by 11. Why is 11 the magic hour? <laughs> Have her home by 11. What, so she can watch the news? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what happens after 11? I never found well, out because I never had any girl home the, after the, 11. The hope was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so the, his, you, got, you got the picture here? Yeah. Justin turns the key and the thing goes, Yeah. Okay. I started the car using the only tool I had, a pair of pliers. How did I do it? <whistles> pretty good, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty good. It is pretty good. Yeah. I think and it's, it's a good. trick that not many people would have thought of. Take, don't forget, take into account all of the factors. All of the factors. And the clues. 1935. Got it. Pliers. Guy Lombardo. Pliers. AM radio. Skyline of New York. George Washington Bridge. <laughs> Lover's Lane. Alpine, New Jersey. <laughs> Put all that together and it has nothing to do with the answer. <laughs> if you think you know the answer, write it on a postcard. And I'll repeat, those $100 bills are going to soon be useless. Yeah. So if you have $100 bills, which are going to be useless, they'll be rendered useless because the new ones are coming out. Get rid of them, especially you kids. If you see any around the house, <laughs> right that's right. And write, write. In your... fact, go take a peek right now in <laughs> Mummy's pocketbook. <laughs> and if you see any bills with three digits on them, like one zero zero, or even two zero, it's fine. <laughs> you put them in an envelope and you mail them to Uncle Tommy at this address. <laughs> Tommy, retirement. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't that work? Right. Actually, they could just mail it right to the Tom Ayossi Legal Defense Fund. I think that would be no sense in having any middleman involved. Send your answer to Puzzler Tower, Car Talk Plaza, Box 3500, Harvard Square, Cambridge. Our fair city. Matt, 02238. And if we choose your answer at random from among all of the correct answers and you catch us, we'll send you a copy of the best of Car Talk on cassette or CD. da 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 one eight hundred three three two. It is the best of, not the good of. Right. I, we, we just, yeah, we've made that, that clear. It'll be painfully obvious when you get yours. <laughs> Unfortunately, it will. One eight hundred three three two nine two eight seven. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi guys. Hi. Hi. Who's this? This is your second biggest fan in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Really? Yeah, second many... biggest. Second biggest. My son is your first biggest. Really? Oh yeah. yeah? What's yeah. your name? Dina. 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 D e e n a. Perfect. Yeah, you got that Dina. right. And what's your son's name? Gilly, G-I-L-I. And how old is he? He's eight, and he's here, and he wants to talk to you too. Okay, we talk to everybody. But first, we have to we have to conduct business. Okay. Okay. We have a beautiful sky blue, 1987 Chevy Nova, which only has 39,000 miles on it, and it's in mint condition. Um, this was a car that my parents. What Franklin bought. Mint? <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is a car that my parents bought for themselves the week that my son was born. So we've always been emotionally attached to this car. I can see that. Oh, that's well, sweet. About two years ago, my parents uh, were becoming increasingly alarmed that I was driving this uh, 76 Dodge Aspen with rust holes. So they, <laughs> they gave me this Chevy Nova. Yeah. And we, we all love this car. Our problem is that our car has a crisis of confidence. Uh. Twice in the last two months, we have been hit by trucks. 
Um, oh, my brother is, yeah. is, can comment on this with some authority, I believe. <laughs> yes, yeah. I can. I, I've been hit by trucks. It's not a, it's not a pleasant experience. Um, yeah. and, and both times the accident was virtually the same thing. A truck stopped and backed into me, and all I saw was these backup lights coming at me, and oh. I lean on the horn, but our horn is like, meh, oh. meh, and who's going to hear it, and who's going to listen to it so anyway? You have a wimpy little horn. Wimpy horn. Oh, my son said this is his part. Okay. Okay. Go. Okay, Geely, what happened? Hello, um, I'm a big fan of yours. Yeah, your mother told us. How are you? My name is Gilly. I'm fine. Good. Okay, here are the car imitations. I'm really good at this. Yeah. This is what our car sounds like now. Beep, me, me, me. Wimpy, wimpy. Sounds wimpy to me. Wimpy. Yeah. I think it's saying, could you please move out of my way? If you have to hit me, it, it's all right with me. But we want a horn that says, ah, get out of my face. You didn't think about it. So what we want to know is, yeah, okay. can a little tiny, adorable little sky blue Chevy Nova have a truck horn put in it? So that if, God forbid, anybody tries to hit us again, we can lean on this, babe, and... And send the message out that we will not be intimidated. Well, you, you there certain, bet. Yeah, you, can, you bet. You wouldn't. You wouldn't want one of those horns that, that, that you see in eighteen wheelers. No, why not? Oh, because <laughs> no, thing you you'd lose control of bodily functions <laughs> if you were to sound that thing. But uh, we know what we were doing. We want the guy. It wouldn't make it wouldn't make any difference. But there are plenty of horns. no. But there is something to be said for making the truck think that there's a truck behind it. Exactly. Well, yeah. our point. It, it, yeah. it, it, it may not be illegal, although it may it may be there may be some there may be some uh, there may be some restrictions about this. But I don't think you want to Maryland, no restrictions. No, we were thinking of Montana. Oh, that's Montana, another but, M but state. But you wouldn't necessarily want a horn that is completely out of character with the vehicle. I don't see why not. I mean, these trucks just. Well, it's like anything else. If everyone had them, the the, the reason those diesel trucks have those horns. Is what to, is the reason? What is the reason? To scare the, the hell out of it. But Jesus out of people. Exactly. It's allow you to differentiate between that and a wimpy little sky blue Nova. Exactly. Not, not exactly the, the point. The problem is your horn is because if 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 Geely's uh, rendition of the of the horn sound is correct, mm -hmm. then what's wrong is that your horn is broken. Oh. That is not the original sound of the horn. In fact, this vehicle had two horns. <laughs> one of which stopped working about five years ago, and the other one is about to stop working soon. And if you were to replace both of those horns, you would be shocked at how loud they are. Really? It may yeah. not be enough. It is enough. It's enough for everyone else. If how the many big other... trucks can have that air horn, <laughs> why can't the rest of us? Because there's no valid reason except testosterone poisoning. No, 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 no. no, no. Those big, them. muscular, tattooed morons that drive those well, trucks one of those... want to be able to go, nah. Well, There's one of those, no good reason for well, that. Well, one of those guys is crawling up your backside and has lost his brakes. Eggs. And has oh, lost his brakes. Don't you want to aren't you? Wouldn't you thank your lucky stars that he had that horn and maybe even two of them? Because you couldn't hear a regular horn? No. Not over, not over the roar of the engine behind you. No, no, it's for his own benefit. No, 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 Nick. You, as usual, if he you had are, a regular I, horn, you'd hear it because you don't. You're not hearing the roar of his engine. No, you, he is. My brother has been afflicted. I don't know what his basic problem is, <laughs> but he has been afflicted lately with, with rant and raveism. <laughs> I have, and I don't know if there's a no, cure no, for rant and I raveism. I haven't ranted and raved 
for months. But what you need is a regular horn that works. And if you had the two horns that the vehicle was designed to have in working order, it would be if you if if and when you replace these, which I'm sure you will, Dina. Yes. You will find out that they make more than enough noise to alert anyone. But if you feel like it, there's nothing that says you can't put a louder horn or a pair of horns in there. Well, why would you want someone to think that you're a diesel truck when you're not, when somebody might do something stupid yeah, we're upon hearing your horn? Well, I've Think always, of other people. I have always contended that the horn was a barbaric means of communication. Yes, that's why my brother uses digits on one hand <laughs> to communicate all the essentials to other drivers. Exactly right. And he's no, I, using one digit in particular. I, I think that your son actually has, has part of the answer, that you should have two horns. One, which is a more genteel... I like the words he used. Oh, you're going to hit me, but it's really okay. I don't mind. It would be nice to have that kind of a horn for many situations, and then the other kind of horn for true emergencies. Oh, sure, it's bad enough that we got 400 buttons on the radio. Now you want two different horns? What no, else are we going to have? Very, I, I, I've already designed this. It's very simple. A city horn? A city horn and a wacko horn. And a country horn. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. just get the horns fixed, Dean, and don't listen to him. He's How much is this going to cost, roughly? It's going to cost you less uh, than a hundred bucks. No, we're going to buy we're going to buy two new horns, and we're going to install. Yeah, them. less than a hundred bucks. Well, that's less than my deductible for getting hit by another truck. Yes, yeah. buy the horns. You you will be thrilled. Thanks, guys. With how loud they are, and they will say, "Get the hell out of my way." Right. Good luck, Thanks Dina. So long, Dina. Thanks Thank you, Dina. Thank you, Bye, Gilly. Well, you've squandered another perfectly good hour listening to Car Talk. Our steam producer is Doug the Subway Fugitive. They still haven't Not got him. Not a slave to fashion, Punkin lives Birmingham. <laughs> Notice he's becoming he's as getting, popular yeah, as Waller. Our associate producer and dean of the College of Auto Musicology is Ken Babyface Rogers. Our engineer and assistant producer is Jennifer. My bag's right outside the studio <laughs> door lobe. I got my grip packed. And our technical advisor is Mr. John Lawler. Our public opinion pollster is Paul Murky of Murky Research, assisted by statistician Marge Inovera. Marge, Marge Inovera, Marge Inovera, Marge Marge Inovera, I get it! (laughs) Marge Inovera, excellent! (laughs) That Murky, he's quite a guy. (laughs) He is, first thing he's done in three years. Our automotive medical researcher is Dr. Denton Fender. Our literary critics are Ernest and Julio Hemingway. Our child seat tester is Drew Lee Weiner. Our fleet manager is Oscar De La Rental. Our director of nutritional supplements is Rose Hips. Our director of Cadillac. Steering is to lose to track. Our staff marriage counselor is Marion Haste. Our wardrobe is by Natalie Attired. And of course, our chief counsel from the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe is you, Lewis Dewey, known to the other bums in Santa suits in Harvard Square as Huey Louie Dewey. We're clicking clack the tablet, brothers. Thanks so much for listening and don't drive like my brother. Don't drive like my brother. We'll be back next week. Bye bye. Now, if you want a cassette copy of this week's show or a copy of the best of car talk on CD or cassette, you can call our shameless commerce division here at 303. 303- 595-5905. I'll read that again for those who don't speak Bostonese. <laughs> that number is area code 303-595-5905. And this week's show is number 48. Car Talk is a production of Dewey, Cheatham & Howe and WBUR in Boston. Celebrating 25 years of radio excellence. 25? What about the eight years that we've been on? Celebrating 17 years of radio excellence and eight years of radio mediocrity. This is NPR National Public Radio. This message comes from NPR sponsor Discover. Get the service you deserve with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover. 
everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This message comes from NPR sponsor Charles Schwab with their original podcast, Choiceology. Choiceology is a show about the psychology and economics behind people's decisions. Download the latest episode and subscribe at schwab.com slash podcast. What does it mean to be black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as black experiences, you'll hear it means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.